This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. You know what I love? I love writing goals. I write goals all the time. I start writing goals for personal, professional, maybe even for the day or the month. So, you know, I I am a post-it queen. Um, they used to make fun of me at work, and one guy said that for my birthday, they should just cover my desk with post-its. And I was like, that would make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> because then I, would, I could just write on all of them uh, what I plan to do. And I keep a notepad on my nightstand. And now I put, like, I label my alarms on my phone. And I, you know, I'll say this alarm is going to be called, um, you know, finish this or go do this. And I like goals because they tell you like, there's something you aspire to. You know, a goal is a, is by definition, like an action you want to accomplish. And so part of it may be health driven, right? It may Mm be losing weight. It may be doing exercise. It may be meditating. It could be any of those things, but it has to be purposeful. And so I think about goals and sometimes we put so many criteria and like things behind it that we make them so unrealistic. And I love the idea of goal setting on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, you know, on an annual basis and going from there. So this is an area that we, we've talked about and touched on uh, in previous podcasts, uh, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth on, on goals, the importance of setting goals, uh, the challenges that are out there, and, and how to attain your goals. So now it's like, it's like going to the gym, right? A gym, going to the gym and, and taking that action, it's the objective, right? It ties back to the goal. Those are the action items. Uh, so when we discuss goals, we want to find out the why, right? There's no stronger thing than the why uh, as to the reason why you need to lose weight or just be healthy. You don't have to be losing weight. Just why? You know, for me, it's important that I'm around for a long time for my family. That's important, right? Because if I'm not healthy, anything else is not going to work out. So that's the importance on that. Uh, And then the other piece that I look at is, and when we're doing, and we'll go into, you know, the SMART goals and what they mean, but just where are you at? What's workable, right? Well, let's start with the SMART goals. Yeah, let's Let's, go Let's define that. Because I think most companies, most corporations follow that, right? So yeah. so S is specific. The M is measurable, right? It has to have a time and end, uh, beginning and end. Uh, the acceptable, right? The acceptable goals. Some mm-hmm. people like to call it ambitious, but you, you got to balance it out. What's, what's, what's realistic for you? Uh, and then the R is, is realistic. What's, what's the relevancy back to the why behind it? And then obviously the time bound, by when, the by when. Yeah, and that's so... Key, I, I, I always love that. Um, I always get that one confused with STAR, right? Situation, task, action, and results, which is how you should answer every interview question. Um, but the SMART goals are very, it's a great layout for writing goals. And when you write a goal, you know, it should be specific. And a lot of times we, you know, we make these lofty goals or we make them so narrow to your point where it's just like, you need to take a step back and understand why you would do that. And so, you know, like, I, I think about saying, you know, I want to get better at my job. 
okay, well, why do you want to do that? Do you want a promotion? Do you want to excel? Do you feel like you're lacking? Like what, what's driving this goal to make you want to get better at it? Is it a, you know, is it a lack of competency? Is it a goal for a number? Is it trying to, you know, move up? So understanding what you're trying to solve for or what you feel is lacking is the first part of goal writing. And, you know, if we think about losing weight, you know, we could all probably be a little healthier, but being healthier for some people may be gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for other people, it may be reducing salt. And so that's the that's the specific, right? I want a healthier lifestyle. How's yeah. it going to be measured? Is it going to be by blood work? Is it going to be by, you know, um, weight change? Is it going to be by mental health? You know, what is the health goal? And then what are the actions? That's where you were talking about, like where we say like, I'm going to go get my physical. I'm going to speak to a therapist or I'm going to do this. And then what's the relevance? How do you how do you bring this back to how will this tie into making you a better person? And then the time bound, right? A lot of times, um, if you're like me, we do a New Year's resolution and then in October, I'm like rushing to do it, <laughs> you know, so, so I could say like, check. So, but I, I think it's really important to also send, set daily goals, right? And lots of people say like, do the little things first or do the big things first. I just like finishing something. And so every day I tell myself like, okay, you know, our goal for today is going to be this. And sometimes it means like this morning I was... I'm not going to use my phone during my son's soccer game. I'm going to watch him the whole time. I'm not like anything that happens during that time can be addressed later because right now my priority is watching, you know, Alejandro or Mario's soccer game. Boundaries, right? We've talked about this in the past. It's like, all right, this is this is sacred, right? Prioritizing that piece uh, to do that. And something that that you said also in is the resources. You know, the resources that you have. Uh, to help you reach the goal. Does it have to look a certain way? We're going back to, to the working out because that's the stage that I'm in right now. There's so many programs out there. You know, that's an hour. I'm like, that doesn't fit into my schedule. Let's start maybe in 20 minutes. Or even the other day I was telling my wife, I was, you know, working uh, uh, on my computer and it's like, I had the urge, like, let me just do push-ups right now. It's like, you know, I'm able to work out at home. Like, let me just do some push-ups. All right, now I got this spurt of energy because the other thing that that I, I came across recently was a, a call with uh, a, a coach of mine. Goes, where does energy come from? I don't know. Eating. It's like no energy comes from motion. And so, you know, if you're kind of like stuck mentally, it's like just go for a walk, right? I mean, it's cold in Chicago, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, push-ups. You can do sit-ups. Just be inventive. It doesn't have to like I have to go to drive to the gym, get in my gear. Simply just get into action is the other piece is is the first thing to start a goal is to get into action, declaring that written, writing it down. There's been studies that when you write something down, it starts showing up. Parts of the, that, that, or the resources start showing up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that's what happens when I like see a pair of shoes on, on a website, they start showing up everywhere. <laughs> and be specific. <laughs> yeah. That's just the power of it. It's like my wife and I were like, all right, you know, and it's like, well, what would be our dream home? We started writing it down, and lo and behold, last night we were like, okay, I, I declared an ensuite closet space. It has to be bright, and we found something. Not the right one, but it sure came close to a lot of the bucket check checklist that we needed on there. I'm like, 
Oh, all right. So again, there is power in declaring it, writing it down. And you got to give it shape. You're going to reshape it and, you know, adjust it. But the first thing is you got to take action. You have to take action. So before you write a goal, and I say this in all of my workshops, um, it's you have to make sure your goals are possible. A lot of times we set these goals that are so lofty or so ambitious. It's like, if I haven't worked out in 20 years, I don't think I'm going to convince myself to go to the gym every day. So to your point, is it to have motion every day, at least for like 10, 15 minutes? And what does that look like? Does it have to be a walk? Should it be push-ups? Is it, you know, just make sure it's possible. You know, a lot of times um, when I'm coaching someone, you know, they're like, I want to be a VP. Okay, well, tell me how you feel you can get there. And like most of the time it's very realistic. But a lot of, but some of the times I'm just like, you can't, like, that's a big leap. Mm-hmm. How how are we going to sell you here? Are you ready for this? Is it possible? Um, so it's understanding like what we can do. And I'll, I'll shoot for the stars every single day. And I, I encourage others to do the same. Make sure you have the, the gusto and, you know, the courage to get there because a very aggressive goal is going to take a lot of work. We're going to refresh our cafecito. While we do that, visit our website, corpcafecito.com, for more information on how to contact Mario or me. conversation with with my coach and when you have goals there's a transformation piece that happens and it happens within your goal uh he he termed bag big audacious goal to your point right now it's like yeah it's good to have a big lofty goal because in that you're going to start discovering what is it that i need to to achieve that right what are some skills some gaps um and those are the the sub goals of the main goal right because you start working towards that and in that, you want to celebrate those those milestones or those achievements as well. Uh, but again, it, it ties back to that specific goal, right? So it's good to have these lofty goals It's because there's long-term and short-term goals. Right. That's the other piece that you want to look at. But those short-term tie into that long-term goal. Right. And it just, I just say, you know, it has to be possible. Like uh, my godson wanted to be a car. Like that's not possible. <laughs> but, so just make sure that... When you're setting your goals, that it's something that's possible and that you're willing to do the work. And, you know, the other thing I talk a lot about is prioritization, right? We write hundreds of goals. If you ask me what I'm working on every day, I'm working on like 30 of them. But what's the priority? You know, um, is it getting a a promotion? Is it, you know, having more work-life integration? Is it, you know, being home at a certain time? Like, what is the priority? And then reaching that goal, what's it going to provide you? What's it going to give you, right? And what are you going to do with what you get? That's that's the intentionality behind it, too, because we're always chasing, chasing, chasing. But you got to pause for what? What's the rhyme and reason behind that? Um, And then breaking down your goals, right? So we've heard you start with the end in mind, and you work backwards on that. And in that, too, 
um, you start looking, what are some possible obstacles I may come across? How can I remove those? So then you have a clear path to, you know, set set those daily actions to propel you to, to getting closer to your goal as I well. I love that you said obstacles. I always tell people, um, you know, when you're, when you have doubts, right? When you're like going for a promotion and you start saying, like your head starts saying, well, what if they think I don't have this? Or what if I'm not qualified because of this? Or in the requirements of this job description, it said I should know how to do this. Um, I always tell people, write down all those doubts because those are really good questions. Those are really good things to solve for. You are your own worst critic, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to turn you into your own best coach. And all of those doubts, all of those voices in your head telling you that these are the things that are going to stop you from getting it, write those down and address them. Like those become your goals. Like if I feel like this is something like they're looking for someone who knows this and I only kind of know it, now you have a goal. Now your goal is to master it. Now your goal is to know this really well. And by the way, if you are 30 to 50% qualified for a job, just go ahead and apply for it. Um, As chances are, you're probably one of the more qualified people. (laughs) But also like doubt is such a good grounding force. And that's your body telling you, these are all the things that I fear. These are all the things I fear are going to come up in an interview when I go interview for this position. And so address those fears before you go in so that by the time you go in, the those doubts are muffled. Yeah. And then you're, you're also creating a space for you to take on bigger goals because of you jotting down the opportunities that you have and how they could help you address it. Like to your point, if someone goes in for a job interview, you'll know the resources going back to the resources. Like, ah, okay. I, I could, I can navigate this. They have resources here to help me. Obviously the one who has to take action and, and the one who owns the goal is you. Right. right? You, you're the one that, that's moving this ship along. I call them doubts and you call them opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very, uh, I think it's good to address them as both. But we've made every, we've made doubt or like questioning or all of those. We made that such a negative thing. And instead we're calling, instead of weaknesses, we're calling them areas of opportunities. Like it's okay to have doubts. And to say doubts and to say, you know, I don't think I'm good enough in this. And I I know that it's supposed to be like a mind mindset of like, this is an area of growth. But I also want to acknowledge that having doubts is very natural. It's very natural to call them doubts or call them fears or call them all those things, uh, because sometimes it may feel very daunting to say like, oh, this is an opportunity, like when you're questioning yourself. And I believe like, I, I believe in fear. I believe in doubt. And while I do think they are areas of opportunities, I also think it's very honest to acknowledge the feeling that comes with them. Yeah. Cause in that you're having the breakthrough, right? You're, you're dismantling like, okay, now you're feeling more confident. And by, by you achieving these goals, guess what? You're like, oh, Okay, that that I achieved that. What's next, right? Mm-hmm. What's next? And you start looking into other areas outside of career. Let's just take that that example. And then, what can I do personally? What can I do in my marriage? What can I do in other types of relationships as well? And that's where that big audacious goal starts coming into play because of you're being confident that I figured this out. I could figure out something else as well. I love I love talking about 
goals also because I'm a big dreamer and I dream, I dream really big. I love, um, you know, as soon as I start something, I'm already thinking about what's next. And it's very much an uh, entrepreneurial mindset where if you, you know, I, I joke that once you start one business, you're going to start like 12. And most of the people that I know that are entrepreneurs have multiple businesses. And we do that because you start with one dream. And then once you see that dream kind of realize itself, you want another dream or you realize you could do more. In the corporate setting, a lot of times, you know, we start with what we want to do and we see a career path that's outlined, right? Like if I'm a finance analyst, then I'll become a finance manager, then I'll become a senior finance manager, then I'll become the director of finance. And I want people to know that you don't have to stay in the silo. You can branch out. And that's, to me, the corporate entrepreneurial mindset of, I'm starting in this job, but I want to get to know every other job too. And most of my jobs weren't related to one another, but it's because I would jump in on calls or I would you know, sign up to be on this team or on this project and people started to know what I could do. And my my last corporate job, I remember my boss was like, oh, you're going to meet Nayeli. She's a generalist. And I thought that was a huge compliment because it was like, wherever I go, I can do that. You know, it, it's also important to to do that because what you'll start finding out is other people have been in your role before. They can provide you so much insight and those individuals become your trusted advisors because they've been there. That's been my experience. Like, hey, I've been in your role. So whatever you need, uh, you know, or you want to bounce an idea off on how to move things forward, been in your role, I can help you, right? So there's that's, that's another area that now you have someone giving you feedback helps you make sure that you're on track to reach that goal and the necessary adjustments. I always say a plan is like a 12-round fight. Maybe it could go longer than that, but you make adjustments every round, right, to get better, to get that win, yeah. right, to get the win. And learn from other teams. I, I loved having, you know, I, I I love having lunch in the cafeteria or in the break room or wherever, and I could sit with other teams. And I remember sitting in a team, it was when I was working on in the bakery, and this brilliant woman like we were talking about making this this um cake and it needed raspberries and she's like where am I gonna find raspberries in August and I was like well talk to me about that like what are you talking about she's like well the seasonality for that like we would have had to start looking for that purchase in like February March so that we could get it by April May but like there are no raspberries in season any raspberries that are available now are already spoken for and so then I was like well tell me more like when it, when are the seasons to buy and what ingredients do you buy and how do you buy them and that kind of curiosity um led led me to learn more so then when I was setting my goals I was like I would like to understand the procurement team better and I would like to understand how these and these and these interact with each other and how our contracts are, you know, go across all these things. And that's where like the goal setting took a new level because then I wasn't just doing what I was doing. I was learning about what they were doing and I became a better advisor to our CEO. Because you saw how all the pieces were integrated. Right. Right. And did you find any commonalities in regards to how they structured their goals and their processes? Did they overlap? Were they transferable? You know what? It was talk about like very specific, measurable action. They they were very time bound because mm. it was very you know it was very driven by cost, and where mine were driven by strategy, and it was like mine were more relationship with uh, 
clients and customers and there were more relationships with vendors and understanding how these vendors and when these things hit and their goals and their pricing would impact my finance structure for my clients and customers. So it was all it was all connected, but it was very different sets of goals. And it was just really interesting. And I, I'm still really good friends with her. I think she's a genius. Um, but it was very, the things that we know that are second nature to us because of our job, there's Everybody on different teams has those. So what are those things that we need to learn? And so I encourage people as you're setting goals and thinking about what you should do, like make it a point to have a one-on-one with someone outside of your team. Maybe it's once a quarter. Maybe it's a cafecito um, where you schedule it and you just say, hey, I want to learn about your team because I know your team touches my team and I want to know how we can work better together or understand what you do. How could we make our jobs easier or better form a stronger relationship so that we can make this a bigger win. That equal partnership, right? That equal partnership that that allows for for new ideas, right? And then the collaboration as well. So just in, in sharing that, I heard just be curious. Be curious, like how is it, you know, find out questions. Find out things through questioning. It's like in a good way. It's like, hey, you're just curious. How does that work? And, and so your thing, your goal there was to create collaboration, you know, to make us better because together we are better. And also make myself smarter. Like, I want yeah. to learn everything you, about the companies I work with. It provides a different view. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. And then you have those aha moments. Things start clicking for you. I'm like, oh. And so now you're creating a quantum leap because of their learnings. Like, oh, okay, now I see how this all comes into play. This advances you in, in, in doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, your goal setting, um, the reason why I pushed a little about it made me better or, or understand is because I always tell people your goals have to be very personal. It shouldn't be about, you know, it should be about collaboration and things like that. But what am I getting out of it? Goals should be very personal. They should be selfish. What do I want to achieve and why do I want to achieve it? And I say that because a lot of times we say very general goals, right? Like I want my team to do this or we need to do this. And no, a goal is yours. And if it relies on someone else to make it happen, then it's not a goal then it's a wish or a plan or a strategy for a team. But a goal is only yours. Why am I losing weight? I'm losing weight because it's part of my health objective. Why do I want to learn about these other teams? Well, because I want to be more well-rounded. I want to understand my company. I want to be able to understand the financial aspects or make it more well-rounded. I want to be I want to be an expert. I want to be the subject matter expert in this. So I'm going to learn everything about it. So Goals should be, you know, very personal, very possible, and very prioritized. Yeah, I have a philosophy that I live by. It's the be, do, have, and I, and I added the give philosophy. Who do you have to be in order to have? Uh, no, who do you have to be? What do you have to do in order to have? And once you have, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Well, you give it away, right? And, and let me expand on giving it away, right? So let's say that, that an example, you, could, you know, you have a thriving business. Well, that business, how are you going to contribute and, and share that with family, with your community? You know, what good can you do with what you have, right? You, you got to give it away and share it with others, not give it all away, but share it as well. Uh, so that's the other piece that, that I look into is like, you know, you, it's transformational. Having goals is transformational and then inspirational for others because you've just paved the way for someone that probably is you know, it's going to be a generation below you, but it's like, oh, they did it. I could do it. Right. So now you're breathing inspiration into the next generation as well. 
Yeah. And I think uh, I like the gift part. I think a lot of our responsibility is to share. Yeah. Right. So once you learn something, don't hold on to it. Give it to someone else. Don't be the gatekeeper. Like open the gates. You can't take anything with you anyways yeah, when your so, time comes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so in summarizing, when you think about your goals, make sure you know you follow the, the smart way of doing it, the S-M-A-R-T. And then just make sure they're, they're personal and that they're positive and possible and prioritized so that when you set your goals, it's something you can achieve and you could feel a sense of accomplishment by doing it. Thank you for joining us today. Remember to like, follow, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. I'm Nayeli Suarez-Guess. And I'm Mario Rodriguez. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.